tonight. Uh, my name's Lockie. I'm 27 years old. Uh, I am married to one woman. That's right. That's right. It's biblical. Uh, I'm faithful to that one woman, just, just so you all know where I stand tonight. Uh, but we've been married for uh, coming on two and a half years now. Um, uh, she's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, and she's not here tonight, so uh, I hope she doesn't have the podcast, because it's going to be funny. Um, nah, uh, and and the, the, thing, the thing about me and my wife is, is we're having a baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the kids aren't in the room, so I could explain to you how all that works, but... Maybe it's for another sermon. Uh, uh, but, but she's home resting tonight. She wasn't feeling very well because she's currently 35 weeks pregnant, um, which is like this pregnant. Uh, so, so it's a happening thing where we're excited. I don't exactly know what to expect about being a dad, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the support. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, I'm excited. I've, I've lived in Melbourne now for coming on three years before that. Uh, I, was, I was working with another church in New Zealand and before that uh, from Bendigo, where I'm from. All my family's from there. Uh, everyone in Melbourne seems to think that Bendigo is a little hole in the middle of nowhere. But it's actually really good. You should go there. <laughs> I mean, I left, but you should go there. Um, uh, uh, I suppose a, a bit more about, about me and my personality is that um, people who know me well would know that, that I like to analyse it, I like to, to think into things, to understand how things work and why things work and, and I like to be quite observant. And, and one of the things that I've observed is that, uh, that in life and, and in church and on social media and, and just in general that, that, that a lot of the things that, that people seem to celebrate and and talk about at church and, and post about on social media are, are great things, are things worthy of celebration. Maybe, uh, well, if you look at my Instagram feed now, my last five posts are, I met Laura, I got engaged to Laura, I got married to Laura, I bought a house with Laura and I'm having a baby with Laura. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, if you want to get a lot of likes, post that you got engaged, I'm telling you. It's secret to social media success, um, but but this world that we live in, it's it, it's just a, a world designed that that I present to you the the most amazing, miraculous things that have happened to me, and even in church we hear testimonies of of people that that just went through amazing things, and God's doing incredible things in their life, and maybe it was healing from a terminal illness or. Uh, you know, just just restoration of a broken situation, and you hear these amazing stories and testimonies. But uh, something I've found is that most of the time, I'm like, yeah, but my week was pretty normal, you know, not bad. But it's like that's great, but that's not my everyday. And like I said, I've had those moments, like you've probably had those moments. But but I, I would say most of the time, you're not having one of those moments, and then. Obviously, the, the opposite side of, the, of that equation is, is those other times, those, those tragic, horrific times. And, and man, all you need to do is turn on the news this week and, um, you know, what happened over in, in the UK with the, the truckload of people being found. And it's just horrific, tragic things that happen in our world. 
and and you know and, and even sometimes you come to church and 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 we from up here on the stage say you know I, I don't know what kind of week you're having and what you're going through but but God is good and he loves you and that's true and God can work in your situation but but I just feel like for me and maybe for you and for most of us most of the, most of the time we're just somewhere in the middle you know there's these great highs and, and these great lows but most of the time we're we're just somewhere in the middle just getting through life going to work and coming home and and maybe coming to church and and, and we're just somewhere in the middle so tonight what I really wanted to do is is unpack a little bit of of what it looks like to to be in the middle and and do it well and manage it well and and how to actually find Jesus in the middle cuz I think at church it's easy to find Jesus in a tragic time it's easy to turn turn to the one who'll pick you up off the floor and love you and give grace and it's easy to turn to Jesus in a great time where you've got something to celebrate and something to be thankful for but but how do you how do you manage the everyday worries and everyday anxieties that that just come along that are just part of your world because you're just somewhere in the middle um so yeah tonight I, I just really want to unpack some stuff around that i've got I've got two points. Greg told me to write a three-point sermon. I said, I'll do you one better and write a two-point sermon because that's, that's about all I can manage. Uh, that's about all I can get my head around is two points. So I've got two really practical things that I'm going to get to a little bit later for you and hopefully it blesses you. Hopefully you go away and can take one or both of those two things and, and use it in your everyday life, in the moments where you're somewhere in the middle uh, and, and hopefully you can use that. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. Um, let's open up the Word of God. Can I just say that I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he can move powerfully with us uh, and through us now. I believe we can have a relationship with him. Uh, and, and I believe that, that he's the one who can come into our life in the middle, in the everyday, and, and help us to do great things. Is that all right? All right. Matthew 6. Jack's going to put it up on the screen. I'm just going to read it for up, from up there. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? <clears throat> Sick. All right, let's go to here. God, you're tricking me now. <laughs> Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was, space, dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, <laughs> we should have worked, we should have practiced this, hey? <laughs> uh, for the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself each day. Has enough troubles 
of its own. God, we just thank you for our time together tonight. Uh, I just ask that you're with us, that you move in this meeting, God, that, that, that you grace these words to be able to touch the uh, hearts of people in the room tonight, that we would leave with a better understanding of you and how you want to move through our life. Amen. Amen. I personally read a scripture like this and go, that's great. But reading something that just says, don't worry, doesn't always just take away all my worries and concerns and, and things that are going on in my life when I'm just somewhere in the middle. So tonight I thought um, if it's okay that we get a little bit honest and we get a little bit real and vulnerable in church um, because sometimes I think that, that what happens up here is unrelatable because it just seems so great and so perfect and so well polished. But I thought tonight uh, I, I just want to get a little bit real and honest and, and this is talking about clothes and food and money and, and these, are, these are the everyday things in the middle. These are the everyday things that, that, that will play on your mind, that you'll lose sleep over, that aren't a big enough deal to someone else to conjure up much sympathy but they're a big deal to you. Um, and, and this verse is saying, it's given you a key of if you do this, these things will be given to you and you, would, you have no need to worry about them. So for me, oh, appreciate it. I'm okay for now, thanks. She offering me water because I'm doing that. <laughs> um, for me, I worry about money. I'm sure I'm the only one, but I got a baby on the way. My wife just stopped work. I'm worried about money. And oh, I'm not, I'm not, it's not killing me, but, but I think about it most days. I think about it most nights. You know, I'm, we're okay at the moment and Laura just stopped work, but and I've, got a, I've got a family to provide for now and, and I've, you know, just started getting this business thing going and hopefully that keeps going well because if it doesn't, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm worried about my capacity to, to be a, a good husband to Laura as she becomes a mum. I'm, I'm worried about my ability to be a good dad to our, our boy that's on the way, you know? And I don't, know, I don't know if you can relate to any of these things, but before I was married, I was worried I was never going to get married. <laughs> I was. And not for a lack of trying, just to be clear. Just to be clear, I did some exploring and I went to New Zealand and that didn't work out. And um, there was, had to be some intervention from some people to say, this is Laura, you guys need to, to meet. And, but... <laughs> But, but that was, that's something that's on your mind. When you're in that stage of life and, and you don't have someone yet, you think, I'm missing out on something now and, and I'm, I need to get... And, and you're worried about it and you're anxious about it. And it's not enough to, to, to be this thing that, that's tearing your life apart, but it's on your mind and it's one of those things that's on your mind while you're in the middle. Work is another one, you know, it, a lot of people aren't happy in their work and, and maybe it's a promotion that's on the line and maybe it's a change of employment that's on the line. It's these things that just worry you and it's this daily, weekly anxiety that, that, that comes at you when you're somewhere in the middle. So in this scripture, 
Matthew 6, in verse 33, it says, When you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, these things will be added unto you. So tonight I just want to talk a little bit about what it actually looks like to seek first the kingdom of God because I want to unpack the truth in this for my life and hopefully me doing that helps you as well um, to say what does that look like? How do I actually do that? So to do that, I'm going to uh, actually flick over to a, another passage of Scripture in Philippians chapter 4 uh, and verse... Six, I think we're going to start at. We got that. Do not be anxious about anything. There's that again. That's not super helpful. Don't be anxious. Oh, I'm glad you said something. Now I'll just stop. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, we thank you and present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Uh, the other version I have, says, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. So here's my first point tonight. Here's my first point tonight on, on how to manage the middle well, on how to find Jesus in the middle, on how to seek first the kingdom of God, is to pray about everything. And I, I want to help you understand what that actually looks like. So when, when you're worried about something, what you do is you, you pray about it. But... I think sometimes the word pray and prayer has become a little bit kind of wishy-washy and convoluted in our understanding of it, not in its power. Communicating with God is incredibly powerful, I think, but I think our understanding of the word prayer can sometimes be a little bit confused. So, so let me get it very clear tonight. I'm going to change the word care, uh, prayer for the word counsel. So, so when you're worried about something, go to counsel with God on it. And just tell him how you feel. There's no actual rules about, about how you can communicate with God. So if you're worried about something, this is how you should pray. God, I'm, I'm worried. I don't know how this is going to go. God, I, I don't know how I'm going to go being a dad. I think I need help. And it says, can I get that verse back, Jack? The Philippians 1. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard you. Do you know what the peace of God is? You know, another name for Jesus is the Prince of Peace. When it says the peace of God will come to you, it means the person of Jesus will come to you. So when I pray about everything, what this verse promises is that the person of Jesus will be with me. Now, here's what it doesn't mean. God, I've got these problems and I need you to take them away. I'm short on money. So, God, I need you to top that bank account up. I need one of those anonymous letters in the mail with a bit of cash in it. Uh, I, need, I need a little promotion at work. Uh, I need my marriage to start going better. God, uh, I need you to come and sort it out. You say, God, here's my problems. Come and fix it. And God says, here I am. And you're like, oh. yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I thought I did something wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you say, you, God, fix this. And he says, here I am. You're like, oh, yeah, that's great. But what I need is, is the bank account to just really get a bit of a boost. And he's like, yeah, here I am. And you're like, yeah, but, but what I need is oh, I, just, I just need you to help me be, be a better husband and a better dad. He's like, yep, here I am. And it's like the answer I want from God is done, fixed. Bank account's topped up. You've got all the skills and things you're going to need to do what you need. It's like, he's like, here I am. And it says, when he comes to you, 
you will find a peace that just surpasses understanding. Uh, the promise isn't that, that the thing causing the worry, the anxiety will go. The promise is you'll find peace in the midst of it. And I'm telling you, if you want to find peace in the middle, what you need to start doing is pray about everything. And, and guess what? You don't have to have a great understanding of, of the Bible and, and Christian religion and everything like that. All you just need to do is pray about everything. God knows you. He loves you. Oh, God, I need help. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Is that all right? That's number one. Easy, right? Pray about everything. Number two. Help me out, Jack. You got it? People need people. Oh, cool. Yeah. People need people. Number one, pray about everything. Number two, people need people. Do you know we're designed for relationship? You'd be, you'd be forgiven for thinking otherwise because the world at the moment is designed to tell you that, that you are an individual with your own preferences, the, your own way you like things, and your whole world should be set up to cater to those preferences, to the things that, that you prefer, to the way you like it, and you should be in your own individual little bubble and have everything the way you like it, the way you want it. And if you don't, it's your right to get offended and get outraged. And I'm just telling you that that's not how we were made. That's not the design that we were made in mind with. We were, we were designed for community, for relationship in two ways. One, with God and two, with other people. Now, let me tell you, relationship with people is not this. You could mistake this for it, and, and I think that's, that's some of the problem uh, with church in general today. I'm not talking about this church, but I think people come to church expecting to fulfill the, for it to fulfill the, the thing inside them, the anxiety inside them about surviving in the middle and the loneliness they feel, and they come and they leave, and it doesn't fulfill that, and they wonder why. It's because this isn't community. This is a... Uh, Sorry, this is community. This isn't close relationship. This is a way to facilitate it. This is what God designed so you can then get connected with someone and get in relationship with someone. And, and I think there's the most beautiful picture in the Bible of, of what this actually looks like. And it's in Matthew chapter 26. And it's Jesus himself. And, and, and I won't go into the full story, but basically the context is that Jesus is about to be arrested and executed for the sins of man. Um, and, and this is his, his last moments with his group of friends, his disciples. And, and we pick up the story here. Jesus went with his disciples to a place, place called Gethsemane. He said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And then he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. That's James and John. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. You know what Jesus is saying? So he took his 12 friends with him and then he left nine of them behind and then he took, sorry, he took his 12 disciples with him. He left nine of them behind and then from his 12 disciples, he took his three friends and then he says he went further in and he said he began to be sorrowful and troubled. How many of you picture Jesus as being sorrowful and troubled? He said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. You know what Jesus is saying? He's not speaking to his three friends as, as a Messiah to his disciples. He's speaking to his three friends as, as friends. And he's saying, guys, I don't know if I can do this. 
oh, I don't know if I can carry this weight. Just, just the thought of carrying the weight is killing me. Will you stay with me? Will you pray with me? Will you have my back? And oh, I'm just saying if, if Jesus needs people in his life that he can say to, I don't know if I can do this. Will you just be with me and, and listen to me? And oh, I don't need you to solve it for I just I just need you to have my back and maybe pray with me and, and just stay up with me. And if Jesus needs that and you don't have that, that's the thing that's keeping you anxious while you're in the middle. That's the thing that, that's keeping you up at night. That's the thing that, that, that we need because we're designed for it. We're designed for, for that relationship. And, and really, that's, that's my second point. People need people. And, and if you're in the middle somewhere, which I think most of us are most of the time, the way to, to do the middle well, to survive it well, to find Jesus in the middle, is simply two things. To pray about everything and to have people in your world. It doesn't have to be many, two or three would be fine that you can just be actually real with. People are going to come to you without judgment, without solutions, and people who you can just say, man, I'm worried about being a dad. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet this month. We got these bills and this mortgage and, man, oh, I'm worried I'm never going to find someone. And well, I think I'm going to be single forever. And you just need people who you can say that to and they're not going to come at you with, with judgment or telling you how to fix it. And they're just going to, you just need people in your life that are going to be there and can just stay up with you, listen to you and pray with you. Is that all right? Is anyone in the room a mountain climber? Just while we're on topic a little bit. All right. Uh, Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's pretty famous. Um, thousands of people attempt to climb Mount Everest every year because it's the tallest mountain in the world. Because what an achievement to, to say you've conquered something like that. And each year of, of the, uh, probably say, hundreds of people that, that attempt to climb it, uh, many of those pass away on the way up Mount Everest. And... On the way up Mount Everest is obviously freezing cold conditions, slippery slopes and, and sharp rock faces, all, all that pose really present danger for anyone climbing Mount Everest. But it surprised me to learn that, that the thing that claims most lives on Mount Everest isn't, isn't the cold and isn't the dangerous rocks or anything like that. It's actually something called acclimatisation sickness. What acclimatisation sickness is basically is when your body gets to an altitude that it is not prepared for and basically your, your, the blood in your body and your lungs are not prepared to be at that altitude and they start to shut down. And, and that is the thing that kills most people who attempt to climb Mount Everest that die. And I was reading about this and it just, it just struck me and it spoke to me that... that the people that die on Mount Everest, it's because they went to a height too quickly that they weren't physically prepared for. And, and Everest is made of these base camps where, where you go and, and you camp out there to let your body acclimatise to that altitude and then, then you move up again and, and then you stay there for a period of time to let your body acclimatise to that altitude. And, and I just think that's like life sometimes. 
And I think it's a bit like the kingdom of God as well, that, that there's, there's things that you're meant to do. There, there's a, actually a purpose and a destiny for your life. But I really believe that how you manage yourself and your life and, and your emotions and everything like that when you're in the middle will actually determine how far you're able to get into that purpose and destiny. And I think praying about everything, having the right people around you is an incredible place to start of, to manage that middle well because it is going to actually set you up and acclimatise you to what God's got for your life. But the, the other thing it does is when you're at base camp two, you've, you've been to base camp one and you would, you'd acclimatise that. And I think the other thing that, that being in the middle and doing it well does is actually give you perspective. So when those times do come in your life, and, and I'm sure they, they will come to some extent for all of us where, where some tragedy occurs, maybe some horrific thing happened happen to you that was totally out of your control. And, and I'm aware that there's people in the room tonight that may be going through something like that. And I don't, I don't mean to take away from that in any way, but, but what, what managing the middle well does is actually gives you a perspective for when those things go wrong that that you know what god is with me and and i can manage these little anxieties and i can manage these little things well and i've learned to do that through praying about everything getting to know jesus and having the right people around me so it gives me perspective to be able to deal with those other things well so uh Uh, If you'd close your eyes with me for a minute, I just want to pray for us. Um, God, I just thank you for your word tonight. I thank you that you're here with us and that you want to be in the middle, in the the everyday, in the mundane, in the day-to-day grind. That's where you want to be with us. That's where you want to get to know us. That's, that's where you've designed us to get to know you. Hey, maybe you're here tonight and, um, and you don't know much of what I'm talking about. You don't know Jesus who I'm talking about. You wouldn't know what it means to, to pray to him about about anything, let alone everything. And uh, I just want to give you an opportunity tonight. Uh, the, the Word of God says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that, that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised Him from the dead, then you'll be saved. That's all you've got to do. You just have to believe and, and say it out loud. And, and that's it. That's how you start a relationship with Jesus. That's, that's how you start a journey of Him meeting you in the middle. That's how you start a journey of, of you praying about everything, of, of you getting around some... Here's a great place to meet some, some people you can get around. And if that's you tonight and, and you don't feel like you have that relationship, maybe you've never had it, maybe maybe you once had it and, and, and you sort of don't know what that means anymore, I just want to give you an opportunity. And what I'm going to ask you to do is, is to throw up your hand because uh, uh, there's, there's something that happens in your soul when you respond physically on the outside to what God's doing on the inside of you that uh, I just believe something powerful happens and then we're going to say a prayer for you but just on the count of three if, if, the, if that's you why don't you throw your hand up and it's your opportunity to meet Jesus now one two three 
That's awesome. Yeah, you can put your hands back down. And, and the the other area is that I, I just I actually want to want you know our leaders and myself to have an opportunity to pray for you tonight. If you feel like you're in the middle, but you're just stuck there, and and uh, and maybe you come to church and you see someone doing worse off than you, and you think, oh man. I can't really complain about it, but it's really bothering me. I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm finding it really hard and you don't feel like you can say anything and you're struggling, you feel like you're stuck in the middle. I believe God wants to free you from that tonight and, and give you a perspective to, to, to move forward and keep moving on and keep moving up. Uh, if that's you tonight and you feel like you're stuck, I'm going to ask you to throw your hand up as well. Uh, why don't you do that now and there'll be an opportunity for us to pray for you. Yeah, why don't you throw that hand up? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. All right, will you, will you join with me in prayer? God, I, I thank you for the hands that went up tonight. God, I, I thank you that there's people that are going to get to know you tonight have never met you before. They're going to know what it means to have peace in the midst of their worry, peace in the midst peace in the midst of their, their anxiety, in the everyday things, in, in the things in the middle. God, I thank you that, that you love us so deeply, that you care for us, that, that you have so much grace for us, God. I just ask that if anyone's feeling stuck in the middle tonight, I just ask that you come by the power of your Holy Spirit. You move on those situations, God. You, you bring a peace tonight to those people through the person of Jesus Christ that, that they feel like that, that there'll be a releasing there. God, I just thank you for everything you've done, for everything you're going to do through us uh, as you prepare us in these times of being in the middle, going through life. We just thank you that, that you're with us, that you love us, that you care for us. Amen. Amen. Hey, well, we're going to officially close the service, but Dan's going to keep praying for a little bit. Um, we're we're going to head to fat, stack, fat Stacks shortly. Um, but but if, that, if that's you and, and you want you want some prayer you want us to just to just stand with you and be with you tonight uh there'll be an opportunity a couple of us um a couple of the leaders are going to be up the front for a few minutes now and, and we'd love to to meet with you to pray with you um is that all right is that all right all right well that's our 5 p.m service for tonight thank you for coming talisha do you want this you don't so now i've got it okay hey have a great week everyone we'll see you at fat stacks